Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. All right, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Je- James, it sounds like we're up to like maybe five or six listeners now. I think your ears are a little optimistic. I would put that at a solid four, maybe three and a half, but four for sure. I don't want to know who that half a listener is and what kind of horrible (laughs) boating accident they got into to become the half listener. But hey, everybody, welcome to Wrong and Wronger, the show where me, Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, and him, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, a guy who will take one for the team, but then he's going to sell it on eBay. This is where we decide what to argue about flip a coin of fate, and then take it on. And these are topics that are generated by you in the Twitterverse. And uh, James, what, uh, well, actually, we have to say something nice. About, I'm so excited to get going. We haven't done this in a little while. And here you are in Journey 2 Studios. Yeah, it's uh, it's always uh, a thing to be here. I was going to say a pleasure, but I believe I shouldn't <laughs> lie to the public. So we just got to got to keep it honest. But I'll start off by saying something nice to you sure. because uh, I believe we should get unpleasant business out of the way as quickly as possible. <laughs> well, you got to have your vegetables before you get your... How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> you have no idea what that's from, but keep going. So I would like to compliment you on your planning, that you always plan beforehand Thanks, all the man. wonderful things you want to say about me, but then you can't read any of them because of your terrible handwriting. Like, if you could read your handwriting, I'd like to believe the nice things segment would be like 45 minutes long, just you talking about me, and then with a solid 30 seconds of me coming back at you. So. Boy, I've got an optimistic ear, and you've got an optimistic mouth. 45 <laughs> minutes. Wait a minute. That's, that's, that's uh, man. I don't don't quote out of context on that one, but yeah, my handwriting is best described as mild seizure activity, and uh, I, I do jot this stuff down ahead of time. And I notice after the fact that the paper I'm using has lines on it, and yet I write in sort of a diagonal way because I'm a lefty, and straight lines have never been my friend. That explains your problem right there. Why do you write with the wrong hand? What What's wrong with you? There is a story behind that, but I won't bore you with it, and you wouldn't believe me anyway. Both of those points are true. <laughs> Sounds like content for a future podcast. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you mentioning that I do make some notes ahead of time, and that if I make two notes, that's three more than you ever do to prepare for this show ahead of time. <laughs> Sadly true, yes. Well, I have something nice to say to you, but I do want to lead with, believe it or not, I am wearing pants to do this podcast. Whoa, Whoa what's yeah. going on? Well, be- I had to meet the pizza guy at the door who was supposed to be here 40 minutes ago, but he showed up four minutes ago. So I ended up... I. I- I, I ate pizza in a way that would make a pelican vomit, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could have delayed recording this podcast for the sake of pizza. Like, there, there are not many things in this life I'll tolerate a delay for, but pizza's <laughs> one of them. Well, I've, uh, I might be a little burpy as we go forward, but <laughs> I did want to say that... Uh, James, not a lot of people know this because a lot he, he's like Jesus in the way that his early yeah, years are quite mysterious. Right <laughs> like Jesus, compliment done for good. 
Well, I mean, the similarities end with the beard, but a, a lot of his a lot of his early years are completely mysterious to scholars and to him mostly. But he made a real good living in high school. He was an entrepreneur early, early, and uh, he got the girls in his high school, his small town high school, to pay him to leave them alone. And I think that's brilliant. You know, it was a booming business. You have four dances a year. I'm going to ask everybody out once, and they just get tired of seeing me show up there. So it's like, here's the deal. Here's an insurance policy. You pay me $1 up front, and I take you off my list of people to ask and get rejected by. And that just saved them so much time. It really, I was, I was a nice guy. It was a good thing to do. And, uh, and you profited handsomely from it. Again, yeah. the only I, time I'll use the word handsome in the same sentence with James Breakwell. You know, I can't even be insulted by that because you already compared me to Jesus. I don't know how I was supposed to be insulting. There was an insult attached. I just tuned it out. Well, I know that's... Uh, uh, I got to stop right there. I'm probably going to cut that part out because I almost said something nice about you again, and I had to hit Whoa. the brakes. I was like Thelma and Louise going right at the side of that cliff, and uh, but I, I stopped myself. Remember that 45-minute thing? Some of that other handwriting you can't read? You're starting to decipher. We got the Rosetta Stone here. Well, <clears throat> speaking of Rosetta Stones, we do have a quarter with Guam on it. And I, I don't even know what language they speak on the island nation of Guam. Do they, do they speak English? Well, it's one of their languages. I mean, it is a U.S. territory, so. Guam. The other language, I, you know what? I, we're not even going to be able to guess without saying something horribly insensitive. <laughs> Let's just pretend we know and not say it. All right. It's, uh, we know. If you don't know, you should Wikipedia, all four of you listening. All right, what is our topic going to be today, James? Our topic today is should you pay your kids to do chores? Should you pay your children to do chores? Very good. And uh, so the, the so, uh, Guam Corfe, go ahead. Heads up, pay the, that I will argue that you should pay your kids. Tails up, I will argue that you should not pay your kids. All right, and you are evil that way, so I have a feeling how this is going to go. <laughs> Oh, man, that didn't even bounce. It, I swear to God, it landed tails, and it didn't even bounce. I stuck it like Fuzzy Zeller on the green. That was impressive. <laughs> All right, so I am I'm arguing. not making this up. You sound like you don't even believe that this just happened. I don't believe anything you say, ever. <laughs> that's, that's rule number one of this podcast. Well, I'm glad you at least listened to what I say to disbelieve it. Yeah, I have to know what's wrong in this world. If you say something, I know the opposite is true. All right. You are my compass. <laughs> All right, so you are arguing to not pay your children for chores, and I, shame, for shame, James Breakwell. <laughs> this is the easiest argument in the world to make. So you have these kids, these useless kids. You pay to wow. feed them, you pay to clothe them, you pay to put a roof over their head. You pay for everything, and they do one minor thing in return. <laughs> probably grudgingly after you badger them 50 times and they do it worse than you would have done yourself and you're going to turn around and pay them for that? That's not how it works. That's not how the system works. That's not how capitalism works. You get rewarded for the value of your labor and child labor in 2017 is worthless. Like, tell your seven-year-old or your five-year-old to go clean up the house and see what kind of job they do. I mean, I've got a a robot vacuum that does a job, that job a million times better, and I don't have to pay that thing other than the cost of electricity. So why would I Why would I pay them to do an inferior job that I'm just going to have to go and redo? I'm not going to reward failure, Steve, okay? I'm sorry I'm a good father, but let's hear your counter-argument about how you pay your kids. 
Well, not rewarding failure. It really flies in the face of both of us showing up every week for this podcast. <laughs> Rewarded with our four listeners. <laughs> That's right. Well, it climbed up quite a bit from our two mothers. But uh, this podcast notwithstanding, the way that life works is that you put in work and you get paid. That, uh, that's what we're trying to teach our children, is that unless you do a podcast where you show up every week, you put in a labor of love with somebody that you can only marginally tolerate, and all the <laughs> calories burned equals zero return. But if you work at Burger King, and you punch in on time and do your job, you get paid. You don't have to be stellar. You don't have to beat a Roomba. All you got to do is do what you're supposed to do. And uh, your boss can come in and say if you need to tweak a little thing here and there, but we're teaching kids about life. We're giving them those valuable lessons that are going to pay off when they can finally afford to leave our house. And the sooner we can make that happen, the better off everybody is. Let me just say I'm flattered that you can marginally tolerate me. You like me much more than you used to. I'm growing on you. I'm growing on you. Well, I am drunk with pizza right now, so. (laughs) How many times did your wife have to perform the Heimlich maneuver on you as you inhaled that? You you think she'd want to resuscitate me? What are you... (laughs) I don't know what your life insurance policy is like. Maybe you're working for alive. I have no idea. I figure you figure you hide the Guam quarter for safekeeping. That's your leverage. <laughs> you can't have it if you're dead. She is way past just the financial end of what I'm worth. Like that's irrelevant at this point. It's just worth ending the pain. <laughs> so anyway, if you'd end up murdered, we have suspect number one now. And it's not me, surprisingly. That's good. Okay. It's a pizza yeah. delivery guy. <laughs> so anyway, th- those uh, those Burger King workers, like yeah. they create economic value. A certain you know, value, a patty and the buns, and they give it to a consumer and the consumer gives them money and you take the raw materials minus the labor and there's a profit there. There's a transactional what are you profit talking where you're about here. I don't coming even... out ahead. Their value creates their their work creates value. Child labor does not create value. It creates headaches. It creates hardship. <laughs> all for the sake of teaching a lesson. When I make my kids make their bed, I spend twice to three times as long as I would have just doing it myself, instructing them on what to do, and they hate me for it. Why do I suffer through that? Because I think I'm teaching them a lesson about how to be a better person, and I'm wrong. But that's just, that's what you do if you're a parent. You tell yourself you got to toughen up your kids and teach them to do this. And if you, if you pay the money on top of that, it's like, you need to do this because this is what you do as a responsible adult. And then someone comes in and hands you money. That's wrong. Like, I'm not teaching them to, to sell burgers. I'm teaching them to take care of their own household, which I hope they'll do someday without a stranger coming in and paying the money to take care of their own stuff. You know, your kids are going to hate you for so many things anyway. This just is another <laughs> leaf on a giant pile in the burn bin. But it, we, we're not teaching kids to be better people. That's up to our wives to do. We're teaching, <laughs> <how> that works. <laughs> we're teaching kids to be financially responsible. And this is the only way that we can siphon money to them so they can buy us things on our birthdays and at Christmas. Otherwise, we get those things that they make at school where you outline your hand and draw feathers on it. And we pretend to like it and we put it on the refrigerator and then we cry. Silent sobs in the middle of the night thinking, why couldn't we? have raised richer children with better fiscal responsibility. That's what I'm teaching them. You know, I'm sorry that you hate the gifts from your children, but to be fair, I'm pretty sure they don't want to give you gifts. If we were to take a poll of both of your kids, 
I'm pretty sure gift giving would not be high on their list of priorities. But those crappy gifts are coming whether or not you give your kids money. Like they're not taking these dollars and siphoning them away and thinking someday I'm going to recycle this back to dad. <laughs> they're taking this money and they're thinking, boy, I bet I could waste all of these in a in a gumball machine or something. I don't even know what kids use money for today. Um, you, you know what they don't use it for is gifts for you. You yelled at me a couple weeks ago for using soda uh, soda shop, and now you just use gumball machine? Do those gumball still exist? Are a, they're a thing. Have you been in a grocery store in the last 20 years? I know when you're a rich turtle psychologist like you, you don't do your own grocery shopping. But for those of us slubbing, up, slubbing it up down here in reality, like I walk into that store, and there's like 10 gumball machines in a row. Now, they, they don't, don't all have gumballs uh, in them. Some uh, have m and or like those those like fake fruit things where most of them are bananas and they taste awful, but they're there. <laughs> Probably some fake tattoos mixed in there. Yeah, this is a thing, man. You should you should visit 2017. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm sorry I brought it up. You shouldn't be. Look look at the tirade you unleashed. Wow. Now we're down to three. And what do you have against you. those little banana candies? Those are fantastic. Those are the worst thing ever. That should be its own podcast. <laughs> you know, banana candy is awful if you, if you disagree, you're wrong. Banana's the worst flavor everywhere. No. Why would you make an entire candy out of it? Some of them are blue and some of them are red or some of them are pink, but they all taste like banana. No, they, they taste like sweet garbage. The banana one is the only <laughs> one that actually resembles what it's supposed to. I would, you defending this product, your endorsement is it tastes like sweet garbage. I would love to see that, uh, that endorsement on the, on the packaging. Do not twist sweet my garbage. words like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> I would bananas aren't twisted, they're curved, okay? They Slightly curved. <laughs> Do not Horrible. bend my words <laughs> like a Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I don't even want to get into baseball, it just irritates me. But no. <laughs> I don't care for those candies in general because all it is is a diabetic coma waiting to happen, except for the banana ones, because those actually taste like they're supposed to. They got a real flavor to them. First of all, those those candies supposedly are based on the the banana flavor that went extinct. I forget I forget what it was. There was there was one banana flavor that was everywhere. There was a disease and it wiped out all of those and now we have the Cavendish, I think. You're making this one. up. Stop making up oh, words. I'm, I'm sorry I'm dropping facts on you. <laughs> Half-remembered, mispronounced facts, but facts nonetheless. <laughs> the point is, if you want to cut off your kids from this sweet garbage, stop paying them for doing a bad job. Don't fund the thing. If they, if your kids want money, make them get a real job in a coal mine like an American. Don't don't pay them for fixing their head. Uh, all right, hold on. I'm I'm writing this down. Parenting advice from the guy with a parenting book. Why all are right. you Why are you writing this down? You won't be able to read it anyway. <laughs> I'm writing it diagonally across the lines instead of on <laughs> your the left lines. Hand, your left hand like a witch. <laughs> all right. So, but you, you pay your kids for doing a lousy job, and I think this is a perfect opportunity for you to uh, to teach your kids to fine tune their cleaning skills, or their dog washing skills, or their pig washing, or whatever you pay your kids to do. I'm not paying them to overhaul the transmission. I don't know what kind of things happen in the break wall well house, <laughs> but I just want him to vacuum his room. I want him to put his laundry away. And that uh, that's something that he can do, or she can do. She doesn't live in the house any. She makes more money than I do now days my daughter but my son he can figure that out and if he does it wrong he can redo it and redoing it is going to take a third of the time because it's almost all the way done already 
And so you tell me, you're telling me, you go in there and you're like, so I would pay you, but you need to do a slightly better job. Please redo this with a smile on your face and I will lavish you with funds. Is that is that how that conversation goes? So you want your children to enjoy your very presence always. Otherwise, it's a complete and total loss for you. No, I, I, I'm, I'm saying that your kid resents you for it already. Let's accept that fact. My kid resents me. The list is long and distinguished <laughs> of the reasons that my kids resent you're me. You're paying them when you don't have to. If you're going to go in there and make them hate you anyway, like the money doesn't make them not hate you. The money doesn't teach them anything it doesn't incentivize them it just makes you slightly poorer so skip the money step go in there and do everything else other than handing the money and you'll get the same result with more money in your pocket what are you not seeing here it's a good system wow there are so many fallacies that you made in that (laughs) statement i can't i can't write it down fast enough or my pen would explode into flames like a like a witch. I just just gonna keep hammering that point home. <laughs> your flaming left-handed pen. We know what you are, Steve. You've been outed. All right. Well, th- this conversation has deteriorated. I don't know how we went from paying kids to ch- do chores to calling names. Obviously, you're an eight-year-old in this argument and uh, arguing about why banana is a bad flavor because some Calabasas banana is the only what? thing left after some great earthquake yeah, wiped out on, the man. banana crop in Guam. I, I don't know Blame where yourself you're... yourself a doctor. Come on. You've heard of a Cavendish before, Mr. What, Mr. Did, I went to 19 years of college. You serve butter in a Cavendish, don't you? <laughs> now we know when you, you went to crazy left-handed college. It means <laughs> nothing out here in right-handed world. <laughs> All right, I, we got to end this because we're almost up to the 17-minute mark, and people have just about had enough of you. I, I'm pretty sure they ran out about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> But right when we hit the banana line, that's the line. I think that, that broke all four of our listeners. But how can you imagine my kids wouldn't resent me? I, you resent me. You, you talk to me 17 minutes a week. Imagine living with all this. Oh, my gosh. It is amazing you have children that made it out alive. That's really <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> There's no proof of that, uh, proof of life. All right. We, we got to go. We got to go. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this whole thing because you're wrong. So pay your kids to do chores and make sure that they pay you back in, in tenfold when they get jobs that are better than yours a few years from now. All right. Tell us what you think, everybody. Get in touch with us. <laughs> that was, that was, that was a, a sigh of joy, right? You were just so <laughs> a sigh of exasperation. <laughs> a little, just a little latent depression that's bleeding through there. <laughs> Get in touch with us on social media and let us know what you think. Or send us show ideas that a lot of these that we do come from you. Get in touch with James on Twitter. He is at Exploding Unicorn, and that's just with a giant X. Consider it in jagged font in front of the words Exploding <laughs> Unicorn. He is also on Facebook. You can get in touch with him and write long and rambling manifestos to him on Facebook. He's at Exploding Unicorn, and Exploding is spelled the proper way on Facebook. Or you can get in touch with me. And uh, don't tell me anything other than how awesome I am to put up with James. I'm at Steve Olivas on Twitter. Olivas is O-L-I-V-A-S. It's all lowercase because I don't have near the arrogance of the unicorn. And we will come back to you next week. I don't know why we kept coming back to this, James, but apparently we're going to come back to the table next week and talk about something killer. What are we going to debate next time? We're going we're to talk about why you always get to do the closing and sit here and bash me for two minutes. Someday I'm going to do the closing. And it's going to be Brutal. Anyway, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, let me cut off your microphone here. So, this is the awesome Steve Olivas for the less than awesome James Brakewell saying. <laughs>
Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.